hello. It's uh, Monday. We got a great show for you today. I want to tell you a little bit about uh, Rough Greens, our sponsor. Ever since Uno tried a bag of this, he has changed. Now, I wasn't sure he was even going to eat this, but it couldn't make his eating habits worse um, because he wouldn't eat anything. I mean, anything. And then we started putting this on his food, and he is a different dog. He is walking around all the time with the ball in his mouth, just like, hey, you want to play? He is always active now. And it's not that he's just eating and eating better food. No, he's eating rough greens. Rough greens will make a remarkable difference in your dog's health and your dog's life. Now, Rough Greens wants to make sure that you don't have to pay for a pack of little Rough Greens here, this little teeny pack. Uh, if your dog doesn't eat it, what they want to do is send you this free pack just to make sure your dog will eat Rough Greens. And then if they do, order, you know, get, get online and start to order Rough Greens. Feed it to your dog for a couple of months and you will see a difference. You really will see a difference. It's Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck. Call, you just pay for shipping and handling. Get a free bag, roughgreens.com slash Beck. It's Monday. Hey, some good news. Planned Parenthood has finally come out and said, yep, we can't make excuses for her anymore. Uh, Margaret Sanger was a racist and it was really horrible. And we need to divorce ourselves from her entirely. We apologize for the for the whole, uh, you know, Margaret Sanger award thing. Really? Huh? Well, Planned Parenthood has finally woken up, woken up to things that uh, conservatives have been saying since 1920. But is this good news? Or does it tell us something has changed? A new chapter has begun. I'll explain in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Guess what? Something awesome has just leaked out on the Internet. Turns out Facebook got hacked in 2019. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold it just a second. That means all of our, our, our users' personal information, things like phone numbers, birthdays, email addresses, it's all out there now. Yeah, if you're starting to hear in your head, bottom, bottom. Bum, 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 bum. It's because something is in the water and it's coming for you. It's a cyber criminal. Here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to check out LifeLock. Nobody can protect you from everything that could go possibly go wrong. That's not reasonable in today's world. However, LifeLock is there. They are the ones who are giving you this information about Facebook. Did you even know that? Uh, they gave you the they'll give you the information like Facebook. Uh, and what that means, but they'll also now track and make sure that your information, if it's if it came out of Facebook or wherever it's been hacked into, 
they'll make sure it's not being sold on the dark web. And if it is being sold on the dark web, they have a whole team of specialists to try to help restore your good name and keep you safe. You only have one name. You only have one credit score. You got to do everything you can to protect it, but you have enough on your plate. That's why I recommend you try LifeLock. Go there now, lifelock.com. Use the promo code Beck, save 25%. It's 1 800 LifeLock, 1 800 LifeLock, or lifelock.com. You want to save 25%? Make sure you use the promo code Beck. Oh my gosh. This is wonderful. This, this is good news. In the New York Times, there was an op ed yesterday on Margaret Sanger and Planned Parenthood. It's fantastic. Ms. McGill Johnson, the president and chief executive officer of Planned Parent, Planned Parenthood, wrote yesterday in the New York Times, for the 11 years that I've been involved with Planned Parenthood, founded by Margaret Sanger, her legacy on race has been debated. I don't know what the debate's about. I mean, she's straight up racist. Sanger, a nurse, opened the nation's first birth control uh, clinic in Brownsville, Brooklyn, in 1960, uh, 16, and dedicated her life to promoting birth control to improve women's lives. But was she or was she not a racist? Well, that's a question we've tried to avoid, but we no longer can, and we must reckon with it. Now, Let's just first say it's really not much of a debate. It's very, very clear from statements like, hey, pastor, let's not tell the black community, uh, you know, if we can just get them on board with family planning, we can weed out all the undesirables. Ah, That sounds kind of racist. Up until now, Planned Parenthood has failed to own the impact of our founders actions. We have defended Sanger as a protector of bodily autonomy and self-determination while excusing her association with white supremacist groups and eugenics as an unfortunate product of her time. Until recently, we have hidden behind the assertion that her beliefs were the norm for people of her class and era, always being sure to name her work alongside that of W.E.B. Du Bois and other black freedom fighters. But the facts are complicated. Well, not really Planned Parenthood. Remember they said, while always pointing out W.E.B. Du Bois, who was that? He was black. He was a, uh, uh, he was a, a, a radical at the time. He was the and the uh, antithesis, the exact opposite of Booker T. Washington, who believed in people and believed in black people and said, hey, anybody can do it. I was a slave and I didn't have any education. Now I've started a university and I've I've taken people who thought they had nothing and I've taught them and look what they're doing. W.E.B. Du Bois didn't believe that. In fact, in 1903, he wrote an essay on the talented 10th. Okay, so I just want to go back here real quick. Uh, Planned Parenthood, they said, I just, I just want you to know, we, we, can't, we can't hide that Margaret Sanger was a real racist. But, and you know, we've always kind of 
said that she was part of that time period. You know, something you won't give to the founders. She was part of a time period where everybody thought that. And we tried to point out that, you know, she was right in line with W.E.B. Du Bois. Okay. That's like saying uh, Abraham Lincoln. You know, he stopped slavery and he was friends with Frederick Douglass. That would be good. But unfortunately, the cover they run for here with Margaret Sanger, W.E.B. Du Bois, wrote in the Talented Tenth, quote, the Negro race, like all other races, is going to be saved by the Talented Tenth. Exceptional men. He believed in birth control for African-American women. In an article in June 1932 in Margaret Sanger's Birth Control Review, he entitled A Negro Number. Du Bois argued that birth control for poor African-Americans was necessary for the race and that people must learn that among human races and groups, as among vegetables, quality, not mere quantity, really counts. So he's saying, we just have to kill 90% of the black population. Oh, well, I'm glad you've been hiding behind his skirt because he sounds delicious. All right. Sanger spoke to the women's auxiliary of the Ku Klux Klan at a rally in New Jersey to generate support for birth control. Even though she eventually distanced herself from the eugenics movement, notice not the Klan, because of its hard turn to explicit racism, she endorsed the Supreme Court's 1927 uh, decision of Buck versus Bell, which allowed states to sterilize people deemed unfit. Oh, okay, wait a minute. That's kind of like W.E.B. Du Bois, the black man who thought that 90 percent of the opula- population with nothing but a bad vegetable. The first human trials of birth control pill, a project that Sanger's passion was in her life, were conducted with her backing in Puerto Rico, where as many as 1,500 women were not told that the drug was experimental or that they might experience dangerous side effects. Now, we don't know what was in Sanger's heart. Yes, we do. She wrote for her whole life. We know exactly what was in her heart. And we don't need to, in order to condemn our harmful choices, we don't need to know what was in her heart. What we have is a history of focusing on white womenhood relentlessly. Whether our founder was a racist is not a simple yes or no question. Yes, it is. Our reckoning is understanding her full legacy and its impact. Our reckoning is the work that comes next. Now, listen to this. The first step is making Margaret Sanger less prominent in our present and future. So we just want to bury her. Okay? I don't want to bury any white racists. No white racists. Uh, what's his name, Stu? The, the guy who was responsible in the Civil War. He started the Klan. Uh, and he was in... What was his name? He was a general, I think. And he would skin white and black people who were on the other side and put their their skin up on barns like pelts in the south what was his name nathan bedford forest yes bedford yeah. forest yes thank you uh i don't want to bury that guy he's white i'm not gonna I'm, I'm, i think we should all learn about nathan bedford forest really bad guy 
Sanger remains an influential part of our history and will not be erased. But as we tell the history of Planned Parenthood's founding, we must take full responsibility to the harm that Sanger caused for generations. Now, why is why is Planned Parenthood coming out with this? Well, you have to read the whole op-ed, which I don't usually do, because we allowed you. And I'm like, hey, Planned Parenthood's woken up. What we don't want to be as an organization is a Karen. See, here's where they become all cultural. You know Karen. She escalates small conversations because of her own racial anxiety. She calls the manager. She calls the police. She stands with other white parents to maintain school segregation. And then there are the organizational Karens, the groups who show up, assert themselves and tell you where to march. Those who pursue freedom and fairness, but also leverage their privilege in ways that are dehumanizing. Oh, so you don't want to be like that. I'm trying to figure out how Planned Parenthood's message of you can kill it. It's not really a baby is quote not dehumanizing but i ain't smart enough to do that sometimes that's how planned parenthood has acted by privileging whiteness we've contributed to america harming black women and other women of color and when we focus too narrowly on women's health we've excluded trans and non-binary people As we face relentless attacks on our ability to keep providing sexual and reproductive health care, including abortion, we claim the mantle of women's rights to be the exclusion of other causes that women of color and trans people cannot afford to ignore. And when we are rightfully called out by leaders in the movement for reproductive justice who have pushed us for years to do better, we cry. In doing so, we're failing in our mission to care for all of the communities that we serve. We're committed to confronting any white supremacy in our own organization and across the movement for reproductive freedom. We pledge to fight the many types of dehumanization we are seeing right now, the dehumanization of black and Latino victims of police violence, such as Adam Toledo, Dante Wright, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and too many others. The dehumanization of transgender people whose health care and rights are being denied in states across the country and who face attacks not just from the right, but also from trans-exclusionary radical feminists. Oh. Now, they say this is going to be seen as virtual signaling, but we're taking this work seriously. I want you to know they go on for a couple of paragraphs to virtue signal, but that's not what it's about. That's not what this is. This is not about Margaret Sanger. It's not about admitting to racism. This is actually a declaration of war. This is actually uh, a Planned Parenthood saying, "Okay, we're done with phase one. Now we're getting serious. About what? Oh, I'll share that in 60 seconds. Stand by. Greg lives in Alabama. He recently climbed up into his 50s, which at the time discovered there's an unfortunate side, a side effect to aging. Yeah, you get a lot of wisdom, but a lot of that wisdom comes from, ouch. You know what I'm saying? 
So uh, Greg said, I got to get up. I can't. I mean, I, I have to do something. And he was looking for something to knock out the pain. Greg was one of the lucky ones because he heard me talking about relief factor pretty quickly after making the resolution of I got to get better. He decided he'd give it a try. After all, didn't work. Other things he could try. Well, he never needed to bother with those, quote, other things, because just after a few days of relief factor, all of his pain was gone. Few days, he said. Relief factor isn't a drug, but it was developed by doctors and 70 percent of the people who try it go on to order more. Because in the first three weeks, you're pretty much going to know it's going to work for me or not. Now, I had significant pain I couldn't get out of uh, for years and years and years. I took it. It took me probably two or three weeks before I saw a reduction. And then I did what I always do because I'm a dummy. I'm like, I don't know if this is working. It's probably just a coincidence. I, for the first time, I'm feeling pretty good. I bet it doesn't have anything to do with relief factor. And so I stopped taking Relief Factor, and I was like, ow! ReliefFactor.com. Call 800-583-84. ReliefFactor.com. 800-583-84. Ten seconds. Station ID. I saw him. Yeah. Yeah. So what does this mean? What is happening with Planned Parenthood? Why are they saying these things and doing these things? Well, uh, here's what they're doing. It's really clever what they're doing. Um, She signals, some might see this as a virtual signaling, but we're taking it seriously. With this editorial, what she is doing is... She is cutting out their own tongues and handing it to conservatives and others, important and others, handing it. And then somehow or another, because I probably used the wrong metaphor, because now she has a tongueless mouth and so she can't really speak. But she's she's disfigured herself and said, look, look what we'll do to ourselves And we're coming after you. This is a declaration of war. They don't care about their hypocrisy anymore. They're not even going to waste time accusing us of paranoia, crafting conspiracy theories about Margaret Sager. They're going to say, we already dealt with ours. They're admitting that everything we have said for decades is actually true and that they've been gaslighting us. But instead of dwelling on that, they can now take the stand of, we've already talked about this. The editorial is a dog whistle. Yeah, I used it. To the transgender activists that have so much Twitter power. Planned Parenthood is saying, don't come after us. We're on your side. Because in the article... That one line there towards the end, the dehumanization of transgender people whose health care and rights are being denied in states across the country and who face tax not just from the right, but also trans exclusionary radical feminist turf is what that's known as. This is massive. What turfs are, are people that maybe I mean. They're kind of like radical Marxist feminists, but 
I mean, with some common sense, maybe. I, I don't know how to describe them. Um, they are, USA Today says they are feminists who are transphobic. No, they're actually paying attention to science. They're not phobic. They're feminists who believe in science. And they say, look, I, we're a feminist. We can be transgender, but we're, that doesn't make us women. It doesn't make you women. Okay? They actually consider transgenderism proof of the patriarchy. They're feminists that believe that the patriarchy exists, and it's not just an academic boogeyman. It really does exist. They believe gender is a social construct assigned at birth and then used to oppress women. So according to them, when a transgender woman claims to be a woman, they are actually flexing their muscles, their male muscles, and male privilege over women. Good example of a turf is J.K. Rowling or Deborah So. Gloria Steinem is even a turf. Okay, well she used to be, and then she buckled. Deborah So and J.K. Rowling are not buckling. Transgender activists are bullies. The left is afraid of them. They hold a lot of power of Twitter, and lately. Power on Twitter is power in culture and power in politics. Now, I have no problem with, you know, being inclusive. I, I, I think it's good as long as equality, actual equality is, is what you're searching for, not equity. And I don't like it when the inclusion is actually exclusion. When the solution harms other people, anyone who disagrees with trans activists or modern feminists, for that matter, becomes a target that trans activists attack relentlessly using intimidation, death threats, demanding that anyone who challenged them, doctors, counselors, sexologists, biologists have to be fired and driven from the public. These are these are the the witchcraft hunters. Uh, you know, in Salem. That's just our time. We have to have reason. We have to have personal responsibility. We have to uh, remember that we are human. Planned Parenthood in this op-ed has just changed the game and got a deeper level of war. This is the Glenn Beck program. Ah, that is. So, so um, uh, our sponsor this half hour is Blinds.com. Now is the time to freshen up the window coverings in your house. Um, I mean, have you looked at them? They might be outdated. They, they probably look like they've had a couple of tours of Vietnam. It means it's time to visit Blinds.com. And right now, Blinds.com is giving you up to 35% off everything site-wide as a warm welcome to the new season. Blinds.com. It's easy. It's convenient to order online. They have free shipping, guaranteed perfect fit for your windows, and you just can't go wrong. Maybe you're looking for high-performance solar or roller shades or the classic silhouette of a Roman shade. Maybe you want to enhance the look of your home with the warm textures of bamboo. Whatever it is, Blinds.com has you covered. And right now, you can shop their deals perfect for your spring home refresh 
with up to 35% off everything from blinds, shades, interior shutters, even outdoor shades. Rules and restrictions do apply. It's blinds.com huge spring sale, 35% off everything. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV right now. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Pat Gray joins us from Pat Gray Unleashed, which is a podcast you can hear live on Blaze Radio before this program. Uh, or you can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the program, Pat. Thank you. Uh, happy to be here. Happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, sure and you are. Very excited uh, about uh, our president talking about uh, the things that we all want to see done. I-, I love it when he speaks for all Americans. Isn't it great? Well, I like the way he's passed a lot of bipartisan bills, even though yes. not a single Republican has voted for <laughs> yes. them. Yes. But well, they're very bipartisan. Yeah, very not bipartisan. in not in Congress, of course, but the people. The people are all united with him. Oh, is that what that is? That's that what, what that is. Yes. Really? How come the people voted uh, for Republicans if the Republicans are all voting no on those? Well, we- I think they've. I don't know. Honestly, okay. I don't. <laughs> All right. I, I wish I okay. could have an explanation, well, but I don't. Okay. Uh, but so. he he does he does believe that we all agree with him on uh, on assault rifles for one thing. Uh, oh, well, well, here's some are. of what he had to say. It is a national embarrassment what's going on, and it's not only these mass shootings that are occurring every single day. Every day. Every single day. Every single day. Every there's a mass shooting in, this, in the United States if you count all those who were killed if out in the streets of our cities and our rural areas. It's a national embarrassment and must come to an end. And one right. last thing. One last the thing. folks who own weapons, right. the folks who own guns, own they yeah. support universal background checks. No. The majority of them think we should no, not be that's... selling assault weapons. No. Who in no. God's name no. needs a weapon that can hold 100 rounds or 40 rounds mm-hmm. or 20 rounds? I do. It's I just do. wrong. And I'm not okay, going to give up till it's done. Well, that's good because okay. we all know the Second Amendment need clause uh, that's yeah. so important. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Guns, guns uh, <laughs> you know, if people can own guns uh, and it shall not be infringed if they need them. If they need it. But who, nobody yeah. needs an needs assault rifle. Yeah. Nobody needs right. that. Nobody right. needs it. I went to a gun show this weekend. Oh. I bought a nuclear missile and they <laughs> didn't even ask for a background check. Wow. And my father, wow. my father left me an F-16 when he died. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't even have huh. to do any paperwork. He just gave it to me in his will, through his will. That happens all the time. That happens every day yeah. in America. That's yeah. why you see so many F-16 assaults uh, in neighborhoods all over America. Right. Well, you know, in Chicago or whatever, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to strafe uh, Oklahoma today. And tomorrow <laughs> I may just blow it up with my nuclear missile that I bought. You might as well. a background track. You yeah. might as well. I, I mean, a lot of people don't even show their ID when they're buying an F-16 <laughs> fighter jet. They don't I even know. show ID. I know. They don't. You don't they have don't. to. It is great. As long as you're at a gun show. Right. It's a loophole. Yes, it's the loophole. Most people don't. <laughs> well, no. Now, Cuomo, <sighs> Cuomo is uh, talking now about police reform. Now, Pat, I want you to help me noodle this, if you want. All right. Okay. Um, when there's shootings in schools, 
and there's, you know, robberies and stuff, Mm -hmm. they say you shouldn't carry a gun. You should wait for the first responder. Right. Right. Yes. Okay. So they want to get rid of our guns because only the first responders know how to use guns. They're trained. Mm hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Except they want to get rid of the first responders now. (laughs) So who will be there to call? Uh, The second responders, which I think falls to mall cops. I, I think mall police will be there for you. Really? Because yes. uh, I thought it might be BLM. I thought the second <laughs> oh, responders might. would be BLM. <laughs> yes. You know, we're just yeah. reimagining things here. Um, I don't know if you heard this, but uh, while, we're, while we're on this, uh, Governor Cuomo s- said uh, police reform. No, no. Yeah. Listen to his Chris, reasoning. Chris Cuomo. Chris Cuomo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, yeah. Chris, Chris, Chris yeah. Cuomo. Yeah, yeah, listen to this. Shootings, gun laws, access to weapons. Oh, you, mm-hmm. I know when they'll change. Oh, do you? Yeah. When? Your kids start getting killed. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. White people's kids start getting killed. Oh, my gosh. Oh, is your audience right. white? Smoking that doobie that's actually <clears throat> legal, probably, in your state now, but they don't know what it was. And then the kid runs. Welcome to 1973. Cop was justified. Why'd you run? Oh, he had a baseball game tonight. Huh. huh. White kid. <laughs> big family. That house over there. This guy is an Im- idiot. Oh, such Those an imbecile. start piling up. <laughs> what is going on with these police? Oh, what? Maybe we shouldn't even have police. That kind of mania, that kind of madness, that'll be you. That'll be the majority, because it's your people. What, who are you? See, only now, have white black viewers? people what? start getting all guns, form wow. militias, protect themselves. Can't trust deep state. Woo-hoo. You'll see a wave of change in access and accountability. How does he think Woo-hoo. this is a good point? This I, is incredible. I don't know. That's oh, because he, he's a moron. He's yes. such a moron. He's, an he's imbecile. a moron. He really is. We 100%, by the way, invite uh, African Americans to take advantage of their yes. constitutional Second Amendment rights. They absolutely uh, by should the be way, firearms. Congratulations. Please do. It's the Constitution, uh, when enforced, that actually helps the African American community as it did with the Klan in uh, days of yore. Mm, mm. And as it would in Chicago. And we should also note that more white people are killed by cops than black people right. in this country. Right. And it just happened last oh, week mm-hmm. with, a, I think, a 16-year-old, 15 or 16-year-old shot by police. A uh, white kid. A white kid. And he doesn't year, know this because he doesn't cover any of them. None of it. And he, he has no idea. F- 457 whites were killed last year. Almost double the number of, of blacks who were killed by police. Uh, per capita. What do you mean? Per, it happens. Per capita. Yes, per capita. I, like, it just seems like when you're trying to make a point of unending genocide, you don't need yeah. to make the per capita point. It wasn't like, you know, uh, the, the Holocaust is actually a story of per capita Jews being killed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is, it just doesn't work like that. Yes, there were a lot of Jews killed. Yeah, yeah. But there were more capita. Aryans killed by Hitler's government, of course. We should note that. Uh, but uh, per capita, it was higher among the Jewish population. That's not right. an argument of unending genocide. Yeah. You, ha- huh. you don't need that qualifier when this is actually happening. So when... Uh, when you're, let's say, out at dinner, should I become more confrontational 
with you. Should I encourage people to be more confrontational? Oh, because definitely. You're clearly mm-hmm. a racist. There should so. be more mm. people in the street and more people uh, being more confrontational. Okay. Uh, at all times. But I'm so, not inciting anything there by saying okay. that. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not uh, inciting of anything. Not. Of course not. And neither is Maxine Waters. Listen no. to this from Saturday night. We've got to not only stay in the street, but we've got to fight for justice. But I am very hopeful, and I hope uh, that we're going to get a verdict that say guilty, guilty, guilty. And if we don't, we got, we cannot go away. And not just manslaughter, right? I mean... Oh, no, not manslaughter. No, no, no. This is, this is guilty for murder. I don't know whether it's in the first degree, but as far as I'm concerned, it's first degree. Congressman, what happens if we do not go... Get what you just told. What should the people do? What should protesters on the street do? I didn't hear you. What happens? What should protesters do? Well, we, we got to stay on the street, uh, and we've got to get more active. We've got to get more confrontational. We've got to make sure that they they know that we need business. Mm. Good, good thing she's not inciting anybody. <laughs> oh no. no! Right? No! Yeah! No! And let me tell you something. Did you know that uh, people that were Republicans were giving secret tours in, uh, in the uh, Capitol uh, on January sixth? Now nobody is on record. Nobody has said anything like that. But it's the Republicans that were inciting those January six people. <laughs> So why are you concentrating now on Maxine Waters? Uh, I can't believe it. Well, yes, I can. If anyone within the sound of our voice was reasonable that disagrees with our point of view on you know almost everything, if you were reasonable, you would hear that and you would go, oh, my gosh, yeah, she needs to be sanctioned for that at least. Yeah. At least. Yeah. They would compare... Uh, what she just said there to what they think Donald Trump was saying, which he never said anything close to what anything she just said there. And they impeached him. Yeah. They impeached him for yeah. it. For inciting a riot. Correct. And uh, and he didn't do it. Now, it's a good thing, though, that we do have uh, that we do have Madonna, uh, you know, on the case because Madonna tweeted this weekend as for police killing innocent children, shooting and... Wait a minute. Did she see that? Did you just say there was a story about a white kid that was shot by the cops just last mm-hmm. weekend? Mm-hmm. Yes, huh. there was. Yeah, she's not referencing that. As for police killing innocent children, shooting and suffocating and brutalizing innocent people, they should go immediately to jail for the rest of their lives. I'm quoting... No trial, no corrupt justice system, just jail. <laughs> now, I don't hmm. know if she understands that the definition of a corrupt justice system is just pulling people off the streets who somebody thinks is guilty and then just putting them in jail for the rest of their life. I mean... Seems reasonable, doesn't it? Doesn't it? <laughs> Seems like no justice. trial. Yeah, just go directly to jail. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's not that. fascism at all. Not at all. Hey, that's, that's just common sense <laughs> police reform. Common sense reform. That's, <laughs> that's exactly all that is. what it is. Common sense police <laughs> reform. And I don't like anyone calling it anything differently. By the way, um, did you see the dash cam video from uh, Georgia? Anybody who says that 
the police should uh, not have their weapons for traffic stops. I want to show you what just happened in Georgia. If you're watching the blaze, I'll describe it afterwards. But if you're watching the blaze, uh, they are in a high speed chase. Uh, they see that the car, one police officer uh, down this road ways away has stopped. They think that they have stopped the guy. Um, and so they're just blocking the other end of the street. And then they decide, uh oh, something's wrong. And they race. And as they're driving to the other police car, this is what happens. Wow. Let's move down. Let's move down. Come on. They say, get back in. And look what they see. Man jumps out of the dark. Jeez. Holy crap. And he just starts firing an AK-47. That's the cop. Jeez. Wow. Uh, wow. Wow. You know, I don't know about Scary. you, but uh, yeah, that's terrifying. I, I, that's one of the more terrifying scenes I have ever seen. If you're a cop, that was their dash cam. I, I mean, and you and these people, they just want to pull all the cops off mm-hmm. and the cops shouldn't carry guns because the cops are the bad guys. And you never know when you're going to face a situation like that. They yeah. didn't. It yeah. was a high speed chase. Yeah. There's two sides to this, though. The cop was clearly speeding. <laughs> well, <laughs> over to the incident. I mean, come on. You know, I've, I've watched this video now three times and I didn't even notice what color the guy yeah. with the gun was because all I could see was the gun. But I'm sure he was black and the cops were all white. I, I'll bet you this was just about racism. Mm-hmm. And the gun. Mm-hmm. Notice the color of the gun? Black. black. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. All you right. Thank it. you, Pat. Appreciate no, no, it. Thank you. Man, after a long workout in the gym and then a refreshing sauna, I'm usually pretty hungry uh, after that. And, uh, you know, I need a snack. Now, also, after a long afternoon of sitting on my butt on the couch just watching TV, I'm usually pretty hungry and I need a snack. Now, one of those statements, my wife would say, is true and happens and the other one never happens and that would be me sitting on the couch because this is a character i play on the air uh i swore off protein bars for lent uh when i was about eight and uh and and then i swore them off for all the rest of my life uh as well because it's it's like eating a doormat with just a hint of old shoe my wife tried to get me to eat built bars and they're they were i thought awful because that's what all protein bars she sold it wrong she said it's a protein bar it's really healthy and it tastes good no forget it it's really good it's like a candy bar it tastes fantastic it will cure your sweet tooth and it's good for you and locale it's good for keto diets i mean it's all in the way you sell it I don't know how they make this with 100% real chocolate and and it doesn't t- there's no chemical taste to it there's no aftertaste it's fantastic. I think it's witchcraft, but whatever, I'm fine with a little witchcraft in my life if Built Bar is the uh, end result. Builtbar.com use the promo code BEC15 right now. Right now somewhere in the Bible belt somebody is taking me seriously and they're like Glenn Beck I knew he was into witchcraft. That is 
15% off your uh, order now at BuiltBar.com if you use the promo code BECK15. BuiltBar.com, promo code BECK15. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program, and Brittany is uh, on the phone. Hello, Brittany. Um, hello, Mr. Beck. Hi. Hi, I was How just, are you? I, I was just listening to your... Mm-hmm. Talk, uh, talking about program, yes, yeah, about um, Madonna. Yes, how Madonna says, you know, if you, you know, uh, are a cop and you you kill somebody, you should go right to prison without any trial. Right, exactly. Like, shouldn't the bad people go to the bad place? Like, why do you disagree uh, with this? Uh, well, be, I mean, because there's, you know, there, there would be no trial. That would be a a corrupt system. That's just wasting yeah. time. We don't have that much time. I don't know if you know that Madonna is no longer in her 50s or 60s or 70s. She, <laughs> she doesn't have time to wait for your, she, your white oh. justice. Okay. All right. You know, all right. So, okay. I think we should have like an alternative um, form of justice. Okay. Like, like? Like, for example, what about the more like Botox and fillers you have, the more innocent you are? You know, oh. that's something I think Madonna could get behind, and I, I, I keep seeing, <laughs> I keep seeing, I keep seeing this. You know, do you know how many racist security officers she has at her nursing home right now? This is a real problem. This is the Glenn Beck program. Let me uh, remind you that Bill Barr is our sponsor uh, this half hour. I think, I think if Bill Barr were dollars. Stu, because of Lisa, would be a billionaire it's by true. now. That's true. If they were, ju- oh, that's all. That's all we're asking here. I'm just asking for built bars to become dollars, because then my fridge would constantly be filled with dollars. Uh, right, right. <laughs> it's true. Uh, she right. loves them, but you're... Uh, more than anybody else I've ever seen in my entire life. But every time she recommends them to somebody, uh, they love them just as much and order tons yeah. of them. It's really yeah. amazing. It really is. Game changer. Um, Lisa recommended them to my wife. My wife recommended them to me for a while. Uh, I'm positively addicted to these things now. They are so good. All these different flavors. They're healthy for you. It's BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code BEC15. Save 15% off your next order. Use the promo code BEC15. 15% off now at BuiltBar.com. That's BuiltBar.com. The show continues here in just a moment. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Uh, This week in particular, you are going to see a lot of economic news that comes out that is like this. Post-pandemic spending spree has begun. Americans are buying up everything. It looks like we're finally recovered. Okay, great. Let me tell you what Americans are buying. Let me give you the denial, and then I'm going to give you the truth 
and and something that when you are prepared for, you're going to be able to prepare your family and have less to worry about than everyone else. The the markets are trying to cover something that is really, I think, extraordinary. And first time in history. You know, when they when something happens, first time in financial history, when something like that happens, you you might call it extraordinary. Instead, the financial markets are saying nothing to see here, but there is so much to see here. I explain in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. I have been saying now for a few months now, you got to get your house, financial house in order. And I, I, of course, I've been saying that for a long time, but I am, I'm trying to, to express to you the importance of action right now get your financial house in order and i think you'll understand a little bit more after this uh, first half hour but i want to talk to you about your timeshare timeshare termination team is our sponsor this half hour if you have a timeshare i mean you might love it if you have a disney timeshare i mean those things the company will buy them back and everything because there's a market for them too many people buy timeshares that uh, really aren't uh, something that you can ever sell again, you can't finance and it just never, ever ends. If you have looked into getting rid of your timeshare, you might have noticed that uh, a lot of companies out there are just a second scam on you because they're people who have I've worked in the timeshare industry. And then when I found out how bad they were, well, that's when I had a come to Jesus moment. And uh, I realized there's a bigger scam out there. I'm going to help you get out of your timeshare. Uh Uh-huh. Don't go to one of those people. If you are serious about getting out of your timeshare, there is a legal way to do it. And timeshare termination team has a step-by-step plan to get you out of your timeshare safely, legally, and permanently. Why? Because none of their guys sound like this. They're all attorneys. This is a group of attorneys that know the law, know know contracts, and know timeshares. And they can get you out and a 100% guarantee. Timeshare termination team. If it, they can't get you out of the timeshare, any money that you have put up to do it, they will refund 100% of it. Timeshare termination team. Call them right now and see if they can help you. 888-GET-YOU-OUT. 888-GET-YOU-OUT. Or visit them online now at timeshare-termination-team.com. By the way, Make sure that you tell them that uh, Glenn Beck sent you. You'll get that 20% off when you terminate your timeshare if you use my name, Glenn. TimeshareTerminationTeam.com. Keys. Keys, LaPeach. So what made the American economy so amazing? What made us great uh, economically? Well, there were a few things. Uh, there was uh, inexpensive labor, which is long gone. There was inexpensive and plenty of energy and stable electricity, which in places like California, that's gone. You need people. You need energy. You need a stable government. You need stable prices. And when you put all of these things together... You, you have an explosion of growth of capital for everyone, okay? 
Well, we're now saying that uh, the American economy is about to boom again. This is an actual story from Bloomberg. Shoppers are emerging from their cocoons and aspiring to switch it up from sweatpants uh, and stubble and streaming right now. You ready? People are hitting the mall or watching a movie in a theater again. Retail sales are up almost 10%, according to the Commerce Department. Well, that's fantastic. The balance sheet is excellent, outstanding, coiled, and ready to go when they're ready to start money, uh, uh, spending money, said J.P. Morgan Chase. He was on a call with reporters. He said customers uh, and consumers have $2 trillion or more in cash in their checking accounts, more than they did before the pandemic, and they're just ready to let it go. So... Skirts, jumpsuits, and dresses at Kohl's and Macy's and American Eagle. Way up. Way up. Dresses. Jeans. There's a new denim cycle. And people are going out for the first time and buying jeans. Bottles of sparkling wine. Flying off the shelves now. Champagne is through the roof. Now, that may be because of the Gavin Newsom administration. I'm not sure. Shoes. Shoes are being purchased. Oh, my gosh. And even a higher replacement rate for sneakers. And finally, shaving kits. Yeah, shaving kits are through the roof right now. I mean, what more? Well, you ask? Swimsuits. Mm Mm-hmm. Swimsuits, swimsuits, dresses, shaving kits, and shoes. If that doesn't make for a booming economy. I mean, I watched Little House on the Prairie. I know what happens when Nellie and her dad who owned the store and they would come in once a year to buy shoes. Nellie would know we're going to be rolling in the money forever because the family just came in and bought a new pair of shoes. Next thing you know, this whole place is not going to be a prairie anymore. It'll be dress and shoe stores from here until the ocean. Okay, a great country was not built on shoe sales. Everybody needs shoes. When people start to come out of their house, they start shaving again. That's not a big purchase. Oh, man, it is if you're Gillette. Oh, man, the people they are going to be hiring so many people because now more and more people are just going to be shaving. Oh, Gillette's going to go through the roof. Okay. <clears throat> and the reason why I wanted to tell you that is because it's ridiculous. And I want you to understand the one thing that Jamie Dimon said from J.P. Morgan Chase. He said, consumers have $2 trillion or more in their checking accounts than they did before the pandemic. Well, that's great, right? We're saving money. Let me tell you the truth. When J.P. Morgan came out just last week uh, with their financial report, they and all of the other banks reported something that has not happened in history before. How does a bank make money? A bank makes money by taking in deposits, paying you a little bit 
on that. So that's a losing proposition. How do they make money? Well, it's not through the deposits because they lose money on that. They maybe pay 1%, but they pay 1% and then they loan that money out. And then what do they do? They loan that money out and they charge 6% for interest. And so they make 5%. Now, those are rough, but that's how they make money. Okay. They make money by doing that. They make investments off of the profits that they have gotten. Here's the problem. Right now, the deposits just in JP Morgan Chase up 24 to, uh, 24% year over year, up 6% from Q4. So in other words, wait a minute. In the first quarter of this year, we're saving even more money than we were in the fourth quarter of last year. We're getting we're getting even more stingy. And loans by the banks are essentially flat from a year ago. They are down 4%. So the money they're spending, 24% up. The money, the chance of money to, to make is down 4%. But that 4% down, that, that's really important. J.P. Morgan Chase had 100% more deposits than loans. And the ratio from loans to deposits have dropped below 50%. That's below 50% now for three quarters. What the hell is all of this mean? What does that even mean? Let me give you one more fact, and then I'll explain it to you. The other fact you need to know is the rate of loans is now down more than during the crash of 08. Do you remember when you couldn't get a loan? It's down now lower loan rate than during the crash. So how is JP Morgan and all these companies making so much money? Follow me here for a second. They are trying to generate inflation. Okay. The job of the fed is to keep inflation at about one or 2%. We figure inflation entirely different now than we did in the 1980s or when you were whenever you were growing up we don't figure it the same way we don't actually look at like you know gas we don't look at uh, uh certain foods anymore we don't look at the things that were actually figured in and i'm loose on those facts i just know that they have taken a lot of the cost of living stuff and and put them on the side so you're not actually looking at inflation anymore so what do they do? They're trying to get you to buy so the price of things don't collapse. All right? You have to have money circulating. So they pump all the money, the Fed pumps all of this money into the banks. The banks are supposed to loan it out. But if no one is lining up for the money, then what do they do with all that money? Well, they take it to where inflation actually does exist, although they won't say that. They'll put it, those banks, instead of loaning it to you, will put it in the stock market. So now all of this money that the Fed printed 
is going into the stock market and the recipient of that money and all the profits are the big banks. So they are making money hand over fist. And they should, because the government is pretty much putting them out of business. Banks aren't lending to small businesses. In fact, Chase Bank recently announced it was going to cease, listen to this, cease all small business lending until the PPP funding that is part of the $1.9 trillion Biden plan is exhausted. So you go to the bank as a small businessman and you cannot get a loan from Chase. They won't loan it to you. They say, just go to the government and get it from them. Well, I don't want it from them. I, wanna, I don't want any strings attached from them. Sorry, we don't do any banking now for small businesses. Commercial lending now has dried up all across the board. Working capital, commercial lines of credit, rotating credit. You know, every company needs credit so they can make payroll. And until they get all of the invoices paid for and everything that they, you know, that they had billed other people, till all that money comes in, usually 30 to 90 days, you need a revolving loan to be able to pay your monthly bills and to pay your employees. All of that is gone. Working capital, commercial line of credit business is almost gone. It's normally a trillion dollars a year. It will be less than $100 billion this year. Why? Because government is just giving money away. The banks are guaranteed 6% rate of return for making PPP loans. So why are they not making any personal loans? Because they're guaranteed 6%. 6% return. And... If somebody doesn't pay them back, the bank's not on the hook. The American government is. You want to talk about insane way to run a country, this is it. By the way, this violates all of the principles of MMT, modern monetary theory, which is what we're doing now, which just says print money. We can just keep printing money and it's not a problem. The problem is, is one of the fundamental tenets of this insane policy money uh, modern monetary theory is that uh, loans generate income banks make the loans the loans then make income and they pay the banks back and so you have that continual system well that's violated that's over now it's over so what does it mean to you Give me 60 seconds and I'll tell you. Rectech, the ultimate, the ultimate experience in grilling and smoking. I, I want you to look at a Rectech. If you are in the, in the market for a new grilling uh, experience of anything, I want you to go and look at the very best. I want you to look and say, at any price range, what is the best in this price range? Then I want you to go online to R-E-C-T-E-Q, and look at Erectec. Dollar for dollar, because they've cut out the middleman. These are far superior, far superior to anything else on the market. 
They're made with real steel. It, I mean, it's really an amazing system, and it has smart grill technology. It's sturdy. It's smart. It is fantastic. It will be the best grill you can find, but I want you to do your own homework. Don't take my word for it. Go out and look at other grills. Just make sure before you buy anything, you go to Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q.com, and see the difference for yourself. It's Rectech, with a Q.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Okay, this is what this means. First, make sure you have your money in a safe bank. So what does that mean? Uh, That usually it means a local or regional bank, but I prefer local. One that is not associated with any of these five big banks. The more local, the better. Get your money into a safe bank and that it's important that it does not have an investor desk. Small business owners, entrepreneurs, you're going to have to get creative about how to get access to capital because banks are not doing that lending anymore. So if you're a small business owner, uh, you, you may have to uh, turn to equipment financing or invoice factoring as a means to get a loan in the next year. The Fed is going to start putting pressure on these banks, I hope, to get them back to lending. They can do this by offering loss guarantees, which is insanity. They did this in the 80s after the savings and loan scandal. They limit the dollars that banks are allowed to keep in reserve at the Fed. So remember what we did in 2008? We said you have to keep more money overnight in case loans start to go bad. They're going to start limiting the loss and start saying to them, don't you don't you can't keep that amount of money in the bank. You got to change that margin. The big part of why banks are slow playing their lending right now is they are making money in the market and it's bogus. It is bogus. They are not loaning this money out to you. They are putting it in the stock market. That's what's driving the stock market up. The, a huge portion of the existing loan industry uh, portfolio is going to have to be rewritten and restructured because as many as 40% of all mortgages are going to have to be refinanced. Probably... Uh, the the biggest volume in commercial loan history the loans uh that entered some sort of forbearance during covid19 they're behind so far they're just never going to be able to catch up they're 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 not going to be taken that what's going to happen is uncle sam will come in and say we've got to restructure those loans which means the existing mortgages are going to get refinanced and extended by three to five years so you can make up for the missed payment and interest that you lost in 2020. That's a write-down that the banks are going to have to absorb. So having more cash on hand is vital to the banks so they can refinance all of their portfolios because of COVID-19. Same thing is true with student loans, car loans, 
but they both pale into com- in comparison to what's happening in the mortgage industry. We're headed for more problems on that. Personally, I think this is the beginning of the destruction of the dollar and kind of a nice payday for the banks that are going to have to uh, take a loss or a haircut on anything that they have in U.S. dollars, because we all are. This is a way for them to not feel the pain because they're making all this money now through free money that the government is giving them. You're not getting that same kind of treatment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mark lives here in Texas. He writes that he had been hearing about Relief Factor for months when he finally decided to try it for his own pain. He'd been dealing with a lot of tenderness and pain in his shoulder. It had been there for a long time, and he was done. He said that when he first heard me talking about this on the radio, he was skeptical. Uh, He said, but I had one day in particular that was really, really bad dealing with his shoulder. He said, I just was like, what do I have to lose? Two weeks later... Mark says he was a changed man. Relief factor had worked, melting away the pain in his shoulder until it was completely gone. He got his life back because of relief factor. It is it works on inflammation, and that's where most of our pain comes from in the human body. That's where most of our problems come from is inflammation. Relief factor is not a drug, um, but it was developed by doctors, which is... One of the reasons why I didn't think it would work because better living through pharmaceuticals. No, no, no. Better living through Relief Factor. This really is good. Go to relieffactor.com. Try it for three weeks. Relieffactor.com. 800-583-84. And don't miss Blaze TV. You got to get a subscription. It's blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks on that subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This Wednesday, we're going to be talking about the dollar decimation. Biden and his spending spree that will end our currency as we know it. It's all the information that you need to know um, if you if you want to see the writing on the wall. It is coming our way. What it actually means to you. By the way, tried to buy some Doge, uh, Dogecoin uh, today. <laughs> What is it? D O G E? Yes. Right? Yes. Do you own any? I, uh, you know, uh, there's been investments you are made. So, uh, Glenn, you are so our- cryptic. So cryptic. <laughs> Just yes or no. Yeah, I do own a little bit. I mean, when I did will- you when did you buy it? Were you like at point zero zero eight? No. Sense? Unfortunately, no. Uh, I th- I missed the. I thought I missed the entire run up, and I was like, ah, I'm just going to do it just because I think it'll be funny. And I bought it at, I think, 5.7 cents. So, Mm. you know, it's been a good three weeks, and I'm only up, what, seven times my money at this point, which is very disappointing. It's amazing. So, I mean, do you think this is the people who were kind of involved in a way uh, with the GameStop thing are kind of uh, running this one up, right? Yeah, because look. There are arguments, and we've made them and talked about them, about cryptocurrency really being a vital part of our future. There's mm-hmm. not really an argument for Dogecoin to be <laughs> to be right. a vital part of our future. It's basically an abandoned cryptocurrency uh, that was sort of, you know, it's been dormant, really, for many years. It was started as a joke. Uh, it is, it's not a 
um, it's a currency that, unlike Bitcoin, there can only be a maximum of 21 million Bitcoin, which is one of the reasons why conservatives, libertarians like this stuff so much. Because, you know, look, you see how we're printing money. You just were talking about all of this, right? So if there's only 21 million of them, it can't inflate. Then you have a good argument that eventually the price will be going up. Dogecoin, I think it's something like 10,000 new Dogecoins are minted every minute. (laughs) It's like a it's an inflationary currency uh, in a in a in a a crazy way. It's basically a currency that's based solely on Elon Musk tweeting about it. Yeah. Okay. that's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought. This one feels just like a joke. It's a fun. It's been a fun thing to do. And a lot of people have made a ton of money uh, on it, because as you point out, Glenn, you know, less than a year ago, you could have bought it for 0.2 cents. And right now, uh, it's been as, let's see where we are here. Um, it was 45 cents, I thought, over the weekend. It did hit, uh, yeah, it's not there right now. It's up, it's at 37 cents right now. So you're talking about hundreds of times your money if you bought a few months ago. But I mean, I bought three weeks ago and, and legitimately I'm up seven, yeah. seven times right now your money i mean again i don't think this is a long lasting thing per se no but it's a fun ride it might be worth a hundred bucks or something like that yeah you know yeah uh people i I talk to people all the time to say bitcoin it's too late for me no it is not no it is not uh i mean there's a chance that none of this stuff happens because the federal government gets into cryptocurrency and outlaws everything else um but you know, from here to there, and that's speculation. From here to there, there is there's a lot of upside. As the dollar it becomes more and more apparent, the dollar is not going to have value. Um, uh, th- this Bitcoin, in particular, is going to go up. They're they're saying now by the end of uh, was it next year? Who was it said this? Bloomberg or City or one of the big investment houses said four hundred thousand dollars a coin. Yeah. It's incredible. In 18 months. And then, like it's all that stuff sounds nice. ridiculous, but like it's the same way it sounded one year ago when Bitcoin was at 3000. Yeah. It felt and we really said it ridiculous. Was at 60, it'll be 65 by the end of next year. Yeah. Uh, that what? was ridiculous too. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, and, and the Dogecoin thing is, you know, look, all of my investment advice comes from my experience in Dogecoin. Yeah. Uh, but. <laughs> I I thought the same thing. I'm like, I missed out on it. It went from point zero point two cents to 5.7 cents. Well, now it's at 35. As you point out, it hit almost 50 cents per, which is completely nuts. I am, frankly, completely nuts. It was started as a joke. But, you know, these things sometimes get quirky and catch on, and there's enough. There's a, there's mm-hmm. a big rumor going on, Glenn, because what's today? Today's the 19th, right? Mm-hmm. Tomorrow. This is how serious of a currency this is. Tomorrow is 420. And there's oh a big gosh. conversation about the idea that all, right. all the potheads are going to come in and buy Dogecoin tomorrow to, I, I got to signal how high we are right now, <laughs> which we are. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> I wish I were. Kids, let me just say it again. Don't drink too early. Mm. Okay. Save those blackouts because you are going to need them later in life especially when you have kids about your age you're going to need them so please please alcoholism is no joke save it for later in life it's not exactly Um, the same message as aa but it's it's no but it's born from that you know because i had to sober up or i'd be dead Mm -hmm. with aa Mm -hmm. you know uh and uh i'm not dead i'm just really regretting that 
I started so young. Such a mistake. Um, all right, Stu, can I ask you, how much money, this is a serious question, how much money do you have to make to buy uh, a really nice house in Georgia, uh, a decent small house in Los Angeles, a really nice uh, house up in the hills just a few minutes away from Malibu. Uh, there's a fourth one. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about, you know, the BLM co-founder. Yeah. Uh, and look at if, if the bottom entry-level apartment. We don't know what she was looking at, but the bottom-level apartment starts at $500,000 in the Bahamas, okay? It's from five hundred to, I think, $10 million. How much money do you have to make to feel comfortable to have those investments? I mean, millions and millions of dollars. Right? Right. I mean, right? this is a woman who was a socialist community organizer like two weeks ago. Right. And right. now she has four houses and is looking at an apartment in the Bahamas. Right. You'd, you'd have to have like a lifetime. Co- You're either dumb as a box of rocks, mm-hmm. which is possible. Possible. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dumb as a box of rocks or just know that you have just discovered gold and oil and it's only a matter of time before everybody catches on and i don't have anything to worry about for the rest of my life i can take all these risks well yeah i mean think i mean look think about this for a second glenn mm-hmm. i you know I'm, I'm not the richest guy in the world but i've been doing this show for over 20, 20 years yeah. okay this is a show that we were there to fo- we founded this show where i was on i was there with you when the show started okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It turned into a nationally syndicated show, which has now been, this year, nationally syndicated for 20 years. The host of the program is in the Radio Hall of Fame. No one can explain that, really, but we'll no. move on from that particular no. thing. Okay, it's, It was graft. I've been on the show. We've done it for 20 years. We've done television shows together. I've done my own television shows, my own shows. Uh, my wife also has a nas- or had a national syndicated show until COVID hit. Uh, and has worked in some of the top markets in the country. I bought Bitcoin in 2014. I bought Dogecoin three weeks ago, and I have one house. How on freaking earth does this woman yeah. have four houses and How an do you get alone? Bahamas? How do you get a loan? Because where is the where's the income? Even if you're doing well right now, you don't get a loan like that. Without a long period of income, right? Show me, show me your tax returns last year and the year before and the year before. I mean, it, it's insane. Something is really wrong here, and everybody just is like, "No, it's not." She can do that as a Marxist. No, she can't. <laughs> no, she can't. The question is, where is the money coming from, <laughs> and why is the press covering for her? Did you see that mm. last week? Do we still have what we uh, used on Friday? I did a whole Friday uh, rant on this for Blaze subscribers only. It's really good. Um, but uh, uh, Stephen, uh, Sarah, tell me if Stephen has the uh, pictures of the of the you know Dallas headlines and the HuffPo headlines from Friday. Uh, Stu, last week the Post was again the new york post was censored again and 
was uh, told you cannot post anything about this story anymore. Because why? Do you know the story? Uh, because you're giving away the uh, location of her home, I think, was their justification. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Correct. On Friday, I went through uh, the Dallas move, uh, the news reporting not only on uh, you have them, bring them up one by one. Here's here's the first one. This is the Dallas, <laughs> I think, morning news. Mm. Uh, and it's about my house. And yes, it's a beautiful house and expensive. It's sweet. Yeah. But I can tell you exactly how I pay for it. You know how I pay for it. I, I do television and radio, and I've worked hard for it. And it is a sweet house. I mean, I, I was just in the backyard last week, and I thought, I said to my wife, I cannot believe this is our house. I'm very, very grateful for the opportunities that this country and you as an audience have afforded me. I appreciate it. I'm a capitalist, okay? I got one. I got one. I don't have a Bahamas, nothing like that. Okay. So here they are reporting on my house. And here's another headline reporting (laughs) on my house. Here is before I even moved to uh, Dallas. Here is the Huffington Post showing the house that I was going to rent with photos of the inside and the outside and the location of the house, by the way. The other houses, the you know, the other house that I you know put up for sale, uh, they they clearly said where that was, etc. Here's a headline from Waco that shows. Uh, oh, that well, I'll go to this one for yeah. Show the Waco one. This says that I'm buying a ranch in Waco. <laughs> I I'm not buying a ranch in Waco. No. <laughs> But that was outing me that I'm buying this certain ranch, blah, 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 blah. No concern at all. We had to move from New Canaan because it had become so dangerous for us uh, that people were going through our garbage. And it was the house was just not secure for what we were going through. This is the the business insider showing my house that I'm selling and moving out of. Not a problem with that. When I went online and I just put in Glenn's house, Glenn Beck's house, all of these headlines came up, but something else came up. This is on, uh, it wasn't Google, it was uh, the Microsoft, what is it, Bing? Yeah. Search. It said, also search for Glenn Beck's business address. <laughs> okay. So I clicked on that and it showed now luckily this is just my my email address or my uh post office box. But this is done by can you read can you read who who that is? That's celebrity hunter Steve is the source on this one. And if you go to Celebrity Hunter Steve's uh page, the rest of it, you just click on this. What is it, Sarah? Celebrity Detective Steve. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Celebrity totally de- different uh, Celebrity yeah. Steve. Celebrity mm-hmm. Detective Steve. Um, he has the list of all of these people who are famous, and their home addresses, including pictures of everything. So I just want to know from Facebook and Twitter and everybody else, why exactly are you going after the post? Because you don't seem to have a problem with it 
for anyone else. Yeah. And remember, Jason Whitlock was on this program last week. He went into Twitter prison because he tweeted the story about the BLM founder getting all of these uh, properties. Uh, Ben Shapiro had his link on Facebook blocked. They would not allow him to link to the story. And they weren't even like taking responsibility for it. They wouldn't even allow him to outlink to the story about this happening. So here's the thing. I just want you to know this is not about safety. It's not about how many houses she has. It's not about any of it. This is about how did she make her money? Where is that money coming from? That's the only thing. Somebody wants to win a Pulitzer, you know, in the in the parallel universe. That's the story you should be on. How is she making her money and how much money is this Marxist making, especially from BLM? She's just big uh, on Dogecoin. That's all. She just is, bought really early. Yeah, yeah well, all. maybe she did. Maybe she did. <laughs> maybe She's she like, did. I hate this country. I'm going to buy Dogecoins. <laughs> all right. Our sponsor this half hour, somewhere out there along the highways and byways of this great country, you might be driving by somebody that is uh, that is that is pulling uh, a uh, blade that is cutting grass on the side of the highway, and they're using a hustler. There is a Hustler dealership with a whole lot of fine-looking equipment sitting in the parking lot right now, and they're waiting for you to show up and take a test drive. See, these these lawnmowers used to be made really only for big industry. You know, the states would buy them, so they would have a lawnmower that would last forever and ever and ever and could cut the time down uh, in mowing the sides of the highway or the football fields. These were the people that invented the zero-turn technology, and it will cut the time of cutting your grass in half. Now, there are other people now that that make uh, zero-turn lawnmowers, but these are the guys in the 1960s that invented it. These are the guys who have perfected it, and I want you to test drive another lawnmower. Go do it. Make sure, though, you also take a test drive with a Hustler. Go to HustlerTurf.com. Test drive this lawnmower. It is built like a tank. HustlerTurf.com. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. John in Arizona. Last word on Dogecoin. Go ahead. Hey, Glenn. This is crazy that I'm actually talking to you for the first time ever, and it's about Dogecoin. So this is hilarious. <laughs> but, uh, my fiance, it's an honor, by the way. My, uh, Thank you. my fiance and I spent 20 bucks in August or July of last year on several thousand of these at point zero zero three cents and we're about halfway saved up for our wedding now it just paid for a month of our bills and my dad just called me the other day and invested a couple thousand because unbelievable like- unbelievable <laughs> that's a great story john thank you so much john in arizona uh the great scott walker next this is the glenn Beck program hello america it's monday do you feel like the weight of the world is kind of on your shoulders that like nobody's paying attention? Uh, the whole thing is falling apart. Nobody's doing anything. Well, that's not entirely true. Um, you may be worn out, but there is a new generation that is coming that is remarkable, just remarkable, that seems to inherently get that we're in trouble and they are on high alert 
and being gathered and taught and uh, protected in universities all across the country. I want to talk to Scott Walker about this organization, what they're doing, how they're looking at a longer game. Also, uh, what he sees on the horizon for us with the Biden administration, the unions, uh, with the spending out of control. What needs to be done? How do we fight it from a guy who knows exactly how to fight it? Scott Walker joins us in 60 seconds. program all right uh you know i don't know about you but i value my sanity and i'm almost damn insane every day just from the news of the day i just don't want any more hassles in my life uh and if you are trying to buy or sell a house oh my gosh i mean between what's going on with banking what's going on with how here in texas people are buying sight unseen it's 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 nuts it's nuts what's going on other places good luck trying to sell your house you need a great real estate agent one that really knows the ropes knows how to sell a house has um a website that is already attracting buyers for houses like yours so when they post your house they already have you know a group of people that are already looking for a house like yours they can help you do it with the least amount of hassle, and they're a lot like you. Most of our real estate agents at realestateagentsitrust.com are fans of the program. I can't guarantee that everybody is, but most of them are fans of the program, so they're, they're, they're just like you. Um, and there's, I don't know, when you're looking at a car, I mean a house, it is such a personal thing, and you, you want to be able to have that conversation with your wife or your husband, you know, around a real estate agent or you know the person can at least they at least don't hate your guts do you know what i'm saying real estate agents i trust.com these are the people that will get it done for you in the fastest amount of time uh and they have great track records check them out for yourself this is a free service to you if you're looking for a real estate agent either on the buying or the selling at your house and maybe across the country we can help you find the right one. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Free service to you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Scott Walker, the former Wisconsin governor, and I mean a cage fighter, a guy who just got things done and really was, in, in my book, a great hope for America. Uh, he ran for president, and I think he was out pretty fast, which was disappointing. He is now the president of the Young Americas Foundation, uh, and he's here to talk a little bit about that and some common sense. Scott, how are you, sir? Hey, Glenn. Thanks for having me on. I'm outstanding. Outstanding. Good. Great to be with you. Good. Um, been, uh, been watching you for a long time, obviously, following you. Uh, and cheering for you. Uh, I am thrilled that you are now with Young America's Foundation. Tell me a little about the group. For anybody who doesn't know what it is, tell me about the group, and uh, and then I want to get into our history and where youth are with our history and our future. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. No, as a natural fit, because uh, Young America's Foundation, YAF, has been around for a long time, uh, actually goes all the way back to William F. Buckley in the 1960s. And uh, Ronald Reagan was one of the earliest leaders, even before he was in elected office. 
really focused on college campuses, which is still a primary focus today. But over time, with chapters, with members, with speakers, uh, with conferences, with seminars, with activism, uh, they've grown not only around college campuses. Today, on over 2,000 campuses where we provide support for conservative students, but increasingly as well, even in the high school. And mm-hmm. one of the cool things, in addition to all the conferences, we had one just a few months ago in May, or to me in Miami, uh, and uh, a Freedom Conference there, because thanks to Ron DeSantis, it was open. And part of the reason we went to Miami was to tell the stories of people who've come from Cuba and Venezuela and other places where socialism has failed. We'll be in August moving our conference out of D.C. into another free state, uh, the state of Texas and Houston. And we own and operate the Reagan Ranch. President Reagan and uh, Mrs. Reagan uh, were were good enough to see that handed over to Young America's Foundation to own and operate, not just to have a ranch, a historical presidential site, but rather to have conferences there. So we do all those things. I came here, though, not just to keep those things going, but to do what we're going to talk about, the long game, to say that's not enough, as great as it is, the left is doing far, far more, and we've got to find a way to, to counter that not only on college campuses, but in schools and families and communities all across America. Scott, I don't want to dwell on this, but I, I really, truly believe that 100 years from now, it, it, this will be viewed when all emotion is gone. This is going to be reviewed and and the left's plan of attack, uh, I think, will be viewed as evil, but absolutely brilliant. It is so well done, so well funded, so well orchestrated. They are way ahead of of anybody else. Uh, and can we fight that? In uh, how? Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Uh, I am a conservative today because of Ronald Reagan. Equally as important, I'm an optimist because of him. And yeah. I know what the left has done, it didn't, as you correctly know, it didn't happen overnight. But you, you can go back to Saul Alinsky in the 1960s. You can go back even further than that. They've had a systematic march forward to take over our institutions, to take over higher education, to take over K-12 through education, to take over major portions of our culture. We even see it now, as you've talked about for some time, in our communications with the censorship from big tech. And so we have to be involved in the battles of the day. There's no doubt about it. There's a lot of battles, particularly Washington, but elsewhere across the country. No way should we concede those battles. But we have to have a focus on the long game to win the war for the heart and soul of this republic. And so that's what our long game proposal is all about. In fact, if people want a copy, I'll send you an absolute free copy today, yaf.org slash long game. It's our 12-point action plan to dig deeper into our colleges, to reach every campus in America, to reach students in new ways, and to go even younger in the high school and the junior high. And we're needed to combat even the efforts that the left is doing to indoctrinate children as young as elementary school. We have to be there. It's not a matter of if we do it, we must do it. Or as Reagan said, we'll look back someday and tell our children's children what it was like to once live in the land of the free. That's That's amazing. We've got to protect it. It's amazing how far ahead of all of this he was. And, and, uh, and I've heard you speak about this with Megan Kelly, even uh, Bill Bennett, Way ahead, way ahead. They yeah. warned us, and we did nothing. Reagan's farewell address. I mean, if you yeah. go back and, and read it, not only did he, you know, rightfully so, like any president would, with the remarkable eight years he had of turning this country around. I remember as a kid feeling proud to be American again and, and seeing the economic rebirth. But he warned us 
He warned us specifically, you go back and look at the lines about saying going into the 90s, parents are, are, unapolog- are not unapologetic about Americans. He, uh, he warned us about the lack of understanding American history and civic ritual. These are the things that we were warned about. We didn't act on, but instead of, instead of just saying he warned us we didn't listen, we've got to pick up that torch and say, no, we, even though we're behind, we're going to make up ground. We've got to make up ground. That's what Americans have done in the past. In our darkest hours, we've stood up and we did what we needed to do to preserve this great republic, and that's what we're going to do now. All right, so talk to me a little bit about the generation coming up and and how big of a movement this is. I mean, Stu and I were just talking off the air that, you know, um, the cryptocurrency is the is possibly the currency of the future. And it is the young that are really getting into it. And it shows their lack of trust in government institutions. Uh, and so it, there seems to be a natural uh, bedfellow here on now, you know, let's keep government at, at its uh, place there. We, you know, we see polls that seven in 10 college students want taxpayers to eat their loans. But that's not true. So who who is this next generation? Well, it's interesting. So there's we just came out with another poll the other day because to to get to this, as you know, you can't we can't just cast a net. We've got to know where and when and how to do that. And so during the last year at YF, we've been doing a lot of polling of high school and college age students, Generation Z, the generation just younger than millennials. And and it was interesting in a couple of these polls on one of the topics you just mentioned, student loan debt. So not surprisingly, students like the idea of of uh, the taxpayers, uh, the, in their mind, the federal government, not even taxpayers, picking up the tab and writing off student loan debt. But when you follow up and say, but should someone who didn't go to college have to pay taxes to do that, a majority of those students say no. Uh, if you ask them about the minimum wage, should it be $15 an hour? Sadly, a, a, a majority say yes. But if you tell them about the Congressional Budget Office report that says as many as 1.4 million jobs would be lost, suddenly that support drops by about 20 points. What my point is in all this and saying is I think students inherently want to believe in, you know, to believe in fairness. But what unfortunately has happened from the earliest of ages, even before they've been in school with videos and other content, Mm -hmm. certainly in, in school with their teachers, their textbooks, their curriculum, and God forbid if they go to anywhere but a handful of colleges where they're getting nothing but left-wing professors, they're seen on social media. This is what happens when all they hear is this left-wing indoctrination. The good news is, is we've seen in poll after poll that we've done, is if you give them a counter, if you actually show them what the truth is and you do so in an effective uh, way of getting that information to young people, they tend to move and gravitate that direction. Our problem right now and the reason why the left is involved in cancel culture is they don't want our view to be out there because they know it works. And how is how is it that freedom of speech and freedom of thought? I mean, it used to be the man's not going to tell me what to think uh, and what to do. How is it that, for instance, I mean, Eric Clapton was just uh, called out for doing a song against the coronavirus uh, restrictions. When did rock and roll, when did the youth become such, in such need of babysitting? 
Yeah, I'm amazed. Even and there aren't many, but there's a few out there. Even a guy like Bill Myers is, is speaking yeah. out against cancel culture because it is inherently un-American. And and there's really two parts to it in my mind. One, you got to flat out push back against cancel culture. Part of our long game plan includes aggressive efforts. Uh, to go and not just win in the court of public opinion, but the court of law, because thank God the U.S. Constitution is still on our side when it comes to free speech. We just recently won a big case of all places, UC Berkeley. And if we can win at UC Berkeley, we can win anywhere in America. Mm. But we shouldn't even have to be in these battles. Free speech is guaranteed in the Constitution. It should be revered in our colleges and universities, and yet it's most under threat. And then, then when we get a chance to have even somewhat close to a level playing field, then we got to go out and, and be bold and unapologetic in making our case because we know that conservative common sense ideas work. I proved it in our state. We pushed some of the massive, most significant conservative forms in the nation in a blue state that we temporarily made purple. If it can work there, it can work anywhere in America. I was with Condi Rice on Friday and we were talking about what she's doing at the Hoover Institute and I, I told her, I said, Condi, uh, please tell me what I can do. And I want to make the same offer to you. Uh, think about whatever it is, whatever resources I com- you know, I have control of, my time, money, uh, whatever, um, are at your disposal. I believe that this will win if we can um, get the information to the next generation. I, I believe in them. So anything I can do, please reach out to me. I want you to seriously think about it and, and, and ask whatever it is you, you need. What is it that the average person, the listener, can give right now? What do you need them yeah. to do? No, I, I love your offer, Glenn. And I, anybody listen, go to yaf.org slash long game. We'll send you a copy. Uh, it's a great 12-point action plan. If you're a student, we'd love to plug you in any of our conferences, our seminars, in particular because the one thing we hear from students over and over again is that when they get together at our events, when they hear our speakers, when they come to our conferences, when they come to the Reagan Ranch, they say, I had no idea. I thought I was alone. I, I thought, and that's what the left's trying to do. They're mm-hmm. trying to marginalize and minimize. Uh, we, we're not only helping students, we're helping parents, we're helping professors, we're helping educators. There's a lot more of us out there than P- even in academia, uh, even in K-12 education. There's a lot more conservatives, or at least people just want to teach the truth. So yaf.org slash long game. Get your free copy. We'd love to send it to you. If you're a student, we'd love to engage you. If you know a student, your family, friends, neighbors, help us plug them in. If you're just a concerned citizen, help us recruit others, maybe a financial give, whatever it might be, help us get in this fight. There's too much at stake to sit on the sidelines. We need everyone in the game if we're going to restore this great republic that we love. Talking to Scott Walker, um, back in one minute, I want to talk to you, Scott, a little bit about uh, the labor unions and what Joe Biden is doing on that front and how do we fight it. You kind of know that. We'll be back in 60 seconds. Last week, Russia made some alarming statements about the United States. They started making direct threats to our economy. Um, and all of them were involved in cyber threats and infrastructure. You know, I read a story today about how we think it was Israel that uh, blew up the um, uh, the cascading. I want to say generators, but they're not the uh, cascading. How are they making? Uh, what are those things called, uh, Stu? That uh, that um, 
centrifuges, the cascading centrifuges. Yeah, centrifuges, uh, yeah, of course. And thank you, you didn't know. Uh, and how Israel apparently blew them up in the nuclear facility. It looks like it was a power outage and it was a cyber attack and just cut all of the power and it just destroyed everything. That's what Russia is talking about it. And we shouldn't we, we shouldn't take threats like that lightly. Um, they you know, I think they're going to push into Ukraine. And when the Russians mean business, uh, they are good at hacking and they are good at marching into places like Ukraine. One thing they cannot influence is the price of uh, precious metals. Please consider having some of your money, some of your 401k or whatever, in precious metals, gold or silver. I don't know what lasts in the end. I know historically, in all of recorded history, people return to gold and silver. Maybe it's different this time, but that's what everybody always thinks. Goldline, call them right now. Right now, they're offering 6% in free metals delivered directly to your door with qualifying self-directed IRA orders for retirement accounts. They're waiting to hear from you. So call 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. We're with uh, Scott Walker from YAF, uh, and I, I, I want to change uh, the topic a little bit to, I, I saw an interview with Thomas Sowell the other day where he said, uh, I, I think we are at the point of no return uh, with Joe Biden, that this election was the point of no return. I can't think that way or I'll just shut down entirely. Um, but he is doing things that are truly remarkable, Scott, as you know. One of them is he's creating good union-paying jobs. The Amazon just voted against unionizing. I don't think the American people are with unions, but everything in this government, especially the teachers' union, is being set up to unionize America. How do we fight this? Well, you got to keep making the case, and, and we've got to do it at all levels, federal, state, and local, uh, and, and even in the private sector. Amazon was a, a big win, I think, in the big narrative out there. When you talk, that was a success that happened despite Biden being on the wrong side of it. Conversely, we saw the horrific actions of, of Biden on the Keystone Pipeline actually hurting good-paying American union jobs, uh, but private sector jobs. When they say unions, what they really mean is they want government unions, uh, big government union bosses to be in charge. They're the ones who are dictating to our schools across America that they can't be open even after teachers are being vaccinated. We have to keep telling the story over and over again that unions aren't the answer, that they're the problem increasingly across this country. We've got to make that case. We've got to stand up. And it's why on this and even on H.R. 1, the big Crooked Politician Act, uh, we got to make sure that, that we reinforce, particularly if you live in West Virginia or you live in Arizona, we need those two, if not other senators, to stand up against the filibuster mm-hmm. until we can get reinforcements in after the 2020 election and, and actually provide a counter message to this radical agenda that Joe Biden is pushing. I've only got a couple of minutes, but I, I, I can't leave without talking about the teachers union because you have a good record of going against the teachers union. They are relentless and powerful. Uh, they're not going back to school until things are completely safe. 
I, I'm beginning to believe that they want things uh, not to return to normal until they have all of these radical critical theory pieces in in place. Uh, is do you think there's anything to that? Why are they not going back to school? Sorry, we've got about thirty I seconds. I do, and I don't think it's the average teacher. We've got friends who are teachers, or it's, it's driving them crazy doing all this stuff on Zoom. It's absolutely nuts. It makes no sense. But it's the union bosses. It's all about power. Um, again, when they've been vaccinated, when the CDC said it's safe not only for students but for staff to go back, I do think I agree with you, Glenn. This is part of a larger strategy. Yeah. It all over the that's place. that's why we need long-term strategy that you are doing yaf.org slash long game scott walker thanks for being a part of the program yaf.org slash long gang all right back in uh just a second let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour it's patriot mobile um there is i'm when we come back i'm going to show you a website that tells you which companies are in line with you and which companies are in line with the left uh, the one thing that is very, very clear is Big Mobile is aligned with the left, uh, and it is really important now more than ever right now that you start doing business with companies that are offering you the same kind of service, you know, as good, if not better service at a better price, but stands with your morals, even if it's an even exchange I think even if it's a worse exchange, stand with the companies that are standing with you. Here's a great company where you'll save money, you'll get the same service, uh, you help design the uh, plan. It's premier activation right now. They'll set the phone up for you. Get out of big, uh, big phone right now. Offer code Beck at patriotmobile.com slash Beck. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code there is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription now to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. I want to send you to something that I haven't seen in a couple of years. Uh, I met the uh, creators of this when it first, uh, when it was just a germ of an idea. It's called Second Vote. And it is the idea is you can vote, but then you got to vote with your dollars and your feet, too. And so what they do is they go and they score all of these companies um, and uh, you can see which companies are in bed with the left and which ones are in the right and which ones are moderate. Um, it'll show you how difficult it is to boycott things when you go there, but it can help you if you want to send a message. Second, that's. 2nd, second, vote.com. 2nd, vote.com. If you look at all of these things, I mean, uh, it's, it is, it is crazy. AARP, perfect liberal score. Alamo, perfect. American Express, American Federation of Teachers, Apple, Bank of America, Bath of Wadded Body Works, Ben and Jerry's, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. BP, Bravo, Cartoon Network, Cinemax, CNN, Coca-Cola, Cricket Wireless, DirecTV, Enterprise Holdings, Facebook, Ford, General Electric, General Motors, Google, HBO. I'm still on perfect scores. IBM. Then there's iHeartRadio, which doesn't make sense because Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, and Glenn Beck are part of iHeart. Intel, Johnson & Johnson, Kellogg's, Kraft Heinz, Levi's. Lyft, Minute Maid, Morgan Stanley, National Car Rental, 
National Education Association, NBC, NBC Universal, Pearson Education, Prudential Financial, <laughs> Samsung, Shell. I mean, you no longer can buy any products, by the way. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. And I am not giving up Cinemax. Uh, I just like uh, I know. slow, oh, I know. seductive I know. saxophone music too much. All right. <laughs> So anyway, you can use this. Uh, it's a great resource on how to take action, how to act, how to shop. Uh, and I think it kind of works really where, uh, for either side, but it was really for conservatives, built by conservatives, for conservatives. Um, <clears throat> and it's astounding when you actually look into these companies. And it is more important than ever uh to on secondvote.com to vote green not red if you will that's 2ndvote.com secondvote.com all right uh what was else? there was something else Stu, we wanted to mention here oh we have brian lilly on with us brian uh is you know kind of a big deal up in canada <laughs> he's a canadian uh broadcaster and and uh and news authority if you will we've known him forever and he's going to talk to us a little bit about what's going on with the restrictions and covid and have you all lost your mind brian up in canada well glenn if we were on tv instead of radio it'd be blinking subliminal messages to you to come and rescue me because we have been we're held hostage here uh yeah in some ways we've lost our minds we've got uh, a never-ending stream of public health authorities employed by the government um different government ministers at different levels all saying we've got to lock down when we do lock down there's a never-ending parade of twitter doctors and uh tv doctors who are out there saying you're not locking down hard enough and the government's killing everyone. Uh, And so it doesn't seem to matter what the government does. We've always got to lock down harder, shut down more things, kill off more businesses. But on Friday here in, in Ontario, they brought in some restrictions for our province that were Uh, seen as going a step too far for the laptop class, the people who have been happy and supportive of all these lockdowns, you know, they were fine with, you know, shut down Joe's restaurant. That's great. Can't go to the florist. Who cares? I don't want to send my wife flowers anyway. Shut down all these businesses. I'm good with that. Wait a minute. Golf. I have a tea time Saturday. And they lost their collectivist minds. Hmm. Okay. So um, apparently the the governor uh, implemented new restrictions. Anyone leaving their house can now be stopped and ID'd and ask where they're going and why. And if they don't comply, they can be fined or arrested. Is that true? Well, it was for a few hours, but uh, a lot of us stood up and said, we don't want to live in California. And, uh, <laughs> and so that was walked back. I, I, look, the, I mentioned the TV doctors and the Twitter doctors, and I mean that. We've got, you know, beyond our national um, uh, news networks that are based here and are, you know, solidly on the left, we've got localized ones uh, that are just focused on the Toronto area, you know, about six million people. Um, And they constantly have a parade of doctors who allegedly are running intensive care units filled with COVID patients, but are also simultaneously on TV nonstop saying, if we don't have a Melbourne-style lockdown, then we're all going to die. And in Melbourne, in Australia, what they did was they closed the parks, they closed the golf courses, they closed ski hills, 
they you couldn't go within uh, about a three mile limit of your home. The police could stop and check you, and and the doctors were all advocating for this. And then when you know Premier Doug Ford brings it in, they all screamed and said, "This is horrible! How can you do this to us?" <laughs> yeah, I, I've been advocating against this for a long time. So I wrote a, a column for the Toronto Sun, smacking them down pretty hard, and. In less than 24 hours, they they walked that back. But, you know, i got to say, every single... I'm looking at the numbers you guys have and the numbers they have in in New York State even, and every single bad decision that local governments across the country have to make is because our our Prime Minister, the, uh, the Prince of Woke, Justin Trudeau, didn't get his vaccines. You guys are getting vaccines. It's working. Old people are no longer dying. And uh, we just didn't get the the adequate supply. You can't <clears throat> you can't buy them from us. Um, well, uh, just just like Don, Donald Trump had instituted export uh, restrictions on uh, vaccines leaving the United States, and uh, of course he was a big mean bad orange man right. for doing that, and, and he had to be punished and go away. But the new guy who's in charge, who's very pale and white and has white hair and very white teeth, he's good for keeping the same policy. <laughs> we, we, we have actually received. So Biden has kept the same policy. You guys have an abundance of Pfizer and Moderna. Uh, the only vaccines we've been able to get from the United States are um, uh, about one and a half million uh, doses of AstraZeneca, which you haven't even approved yet. And they were about to expire. So Biden's like... Yeah, you can have these, but you'll give me your doses later on. We're Holy getting cow. doses from, from Europe, and it, it's been sporadic. This uh, is insane. I don't think Americans it, even know this. That's insane that we're across the you, board. I mean, you can have all our Johnson & Johnson stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? We're going to take it. I know you will. I know you will. We're going um, to take it because you know, we, we just don't have anything because Trudeau screwed up. And by the way... Um, there's a, uh, a doctor at uh, the Federation of American Scientists in Washington, D.C., who was tweeting this morning about how crazy it is that our international airports are still open the way they are with flight after flight landing with COVID-infected passengers because you have to get a COVID test when you land. Well, at least you don't have the, the southern border on fire like we do. You know, <laughs> I mean, it could be worse, Brian. Look at it that way. Tell me what's yeah. happening with, uh, with the practice of religion up there because, I mean... Do people in Canada care? Because it doesn't seem like it when the, the the Canadian government just comes in and takes churches over, uh, puts pastors in prison. I mean, is that a big story in Canada? It, it, it is and it isn't. Um, you know, our, our, our media, for the most part, are, are secular. Uh, it depends on where you are uh, and what the restrictions are. So... You know, we've had capacity restrictions of um, about 15%. It used to be 10 people in the church here in Toronto. And I, I live across the street from this giant, gorgeous, old Catholic church that can probably say six to 700 easily. Well, well and there's a bunch of those in town. And the, uh, the Cardinal Archbishop got a hold of, uh, uh, of Premier Ford and said, 10 people in my church makes no sense. We need to be at fire code capacity, just like restaurants, just like retail. So they allowed that. As of today, it goes back to 10 because our case numbers 
have gone up. Uh, out in Alberta is where they, they arrested um, uh, a pastor. They have, uh, you know, there have been different things where different local police authorities have tried to shut down drive-in churches where people have shown up and not left their car, and their cars are required to be more than six feet mm-hmm. apart with the windows up. So, yeah, you've got people who are being overly heavy-handed. It's almost always just portrayed as, look at the crazy Christian showing up. Uh, Brian, I'd love to talk to you some more. We're up against the clock, but please let us know how we can help. Uh, I mean, you know, we're we're barely, uh, you know, holding our head above water here, but... Goodness, man. vaccines. We, <laughs> yeah. Well, we should. We should. I don't have any pull in the White House, but uh, thank no. you so much. I appreciate thank it, you. Brian. You bet, all Brian right. Lilly. Uh, all right. Our uh, sponsor this half hour. I can't. I, just, I mean, getting your arms around this is just uh, truly astonishing. All right. Let me tell you uh, about American financing. Uh, mortgage rates are starting to rise. Great news. Federal Reserve has promised. Now, they've pinky sworn that they're committed to keeping the funds rate low for the next two years. And what more insur- uh, assurance do you need? I-, I-, I tell you, until the government starts stops printing free money, uh, you're not going to see those interest rates go up um, because the banks aren't loaning any money. Uh, and the government wants that money out there being spent to buy new shoes. Anyway. Uh, I don't trust the Fed. I don't trust the government. If you're looking for a loan, it's going to get harder and harder and harder. Small business loans are, are pretty much stopped. In fact, I think it was J.P. Morgan Chase that said, no more business loans. We will not make them until the government stops with the PPP. So it's going to get harder and harder to get a loan. Please consider a consolidation loan. Please consider, if you're getting a new mortgage, to at least call American financing and see what kind of a rate they can get you. They don't work for the banks. They work for you. So if you're getting a new mortgage, you're getting a refi on your old mortgage without resetting the uh, term of the loan, or you're just trying to get some credit card companies off your back or prepare for the future and make sure that you don't have all that debt to pay for with double digit interest rates. Call American Financing. They're waiting for your call right now. 800-906-2440 can help you no matter where you are in the country. 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. 888-727-BECK. So they're in the final arguments. Um, and... At- do you see a scenario where where Minnesota doesn't burn to the ground? I think there's a chance that he could be found with first-degree murder, which isn't even charged. First-degree murder, and they'd still burn it down. Yeah, I think you're right. I think they, could, they could charge him with international genocide, and they'd, yeah. still, they'd still burn it down. Because I think still even if they it got, it seems like even if these activists get what they want, they're just going to burn it down out of celebration. Yeah. So it's going to be like after a sporting event victory. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And I tell you, uh, Maxine Waters, Mm. she should be impeached. She should be impeached. Uh, You know, uh, she should be banned from Facebook and all social media. Donald Trump never said the things that she said this weekend. She was inciting violence and riots uh, on Saturday that unless he's convicted of murder, 
no manslaughter or anything else, you've got to intensify your actions. Well, how do you intensify burning half the city down? Yeah. What, are they going to go to a gun show and use that loophole to buy a nuke? What do you I mean? <laughs> how do you intensify that? Right. He's charged with three things. Uh, he is charged with second degree unintentional murder, second Which degree manslaughter, is a, is and is third a Minnesota, degree murder. It's a Minnesota thing. Their murder charges are not like murder charges elsewhere. Yeah, unintentional murders. A person can be charged with second degree unintentional murder. Um, if, uh, if, if the death is caused without intent, quote, without intent, while intentionally inflicting or attempting to afflict bodily harm upon the victim when the perpetrator is restrained under an order for protection. Okay. So, the, so this is a cop that they would have to prove that he wanted to hurt him. He wasn't just trying to hold him down. He wanted to hurt him. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Otherwise it's manslaughter. Mm-hmm. And that's where what's her name said it can't be manslaughter. It's got to be murder. Yep. And then so the, how do you how do you prove that he wanted to do it? Well, he didn't want that. That's the unintentional part. But again, forget forget whether he actually is guilty of that specifically. If the freaking headline reads he's guilty of an unintentional crime, that city burns to the ground. To the ground. There's just it has to it absolutely the only possible way out of these three things would be third degree murder but that sounds so weak is there sounds like nothing is there any chance if you owned a store where riots have happened around the courthouse or anything that you wouldn't have a moving truck with anything valuable that wasn't insured in front of that oh you're that place right now you're nuts if you don't have it out of there already you know, yeah. all these, all these, you know, everyone's like, I can't believe the, these conservatives saying they're going to burn the city to the ground. It's interesting how all the businesses there are boarding up their windows. I wonder why they're doing that. Just, just, I mean, just too much sun. What, what's the, is that it in Minnesota? Just too much sun coming through those windows. It's a little too bright to do business inside. Let us put some plywood up against the windows. Well, I mean, the plywood, you put that up, you know, cause it, maybe it is too bright at night when everything's burning. <laughs> it's a good point. It's a good point. Uh, we're going to be watching it. We're going to spend some time on this subject tomorrow. Uh, and, uh, and we'll see nothing will happen to Maxine Waters. Uh, but she said all the things they accused Trump of saying that he never said. And most likely nothing will happen to her. And I fear Minneapolis. God bless you, man. I, I think you're just going to you're going to have a tough week if they come back and uh, convict of anything other than he's the Antichrist. This is the Glenn Beck Program.